Second Kings chapter five, and I'm going to read from verse one onwards. Second Kings chapter five, from verse one onwards. Second Kings chapter five, from verse one onwards. We'll just close our eyes and please repeat this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Praise be to God. Second Kings, chapter 5. I'm going to read from verse 1 onwards. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. Naaman was a commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. Victory in the earthly realm comes from the hand of the living God. If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is on our side, God will cause our enemies to be at peace with us. These are all the scriptures that God is bringing to us at this hour. If we have the favor of the Lord, God will cause us to prosper in the earthly realm. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The will of God for his people is for us to prosper the way God wants us to prosper. And the order is, our soul will prosper, soul must prosper. And in proportion to the prosperity of the soul, our bodies will prosper, our finances will prosper, our families will prosper. That's the right order. And as I've shared with you before, that... Our soul is the real person on the inside and our body is the house that is housing our soul. So the real person on the inside, the real you, the real me on the inside is living inside this body, which is a tent. For a certain number of period, this house will be there to house that soul, which is going to live forever. So the soul on the inside will live forever. The body is for a period of time. And this body that houses the soul, when it houses the living God, becomes a supernatural house. This house, which is a temporary tent, as Apostle Paul calls it, through the Spirit of God, becomes a supernatural house. As you know, in the Bible, if you know, if you'd have read the Bible, You'll know that people got healed from Peter's shadow. And people got healed from the handkerchief that came out of Paul's body. 
this earthly tent, this earthly body, can become a supernatural force when the spirit of man connects with or works in connection with or houses the spirit of God inside, depending on how much water you have. There are some people who are like a little bit of water at the bottom. When you have to get it, you know, you have to use a, a jug or something underneath the pot. You'll hear the noise. <laughs> and tiny bit of water will come. It's that we too have water, more noise. When a lot of the water is not there, pot noise can be heard. That's how a lot of places. When the real spirit of God is not working, a lot of hype and a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, all kinds of uh, drama that goes on. Noise. A lot of noise. But when the real spirit of God is working, you see water coming out. You see it. The moment the water is needed, the water can be accessed, can take it. It comes out without making a scene. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Naaman was a man who had the favor of God. God had favor upon him because he had favor upon Naaman. Whatever Naaman touched prospered. God had blessed him and he became an honorable man in the eyes of his master. Who was his master? The king. So he had a top position in Syria because God's favor was upon Naaman. There was something that God saw in Naaman. The Bible talks about the eyes of God going around the earth looking. Even when people don't know God, when he sees something, that means when he sees sincerity, when he sees a heart that is sincere, God says, I will reveal myself to you. And so, in Naaman's case, even though he didn't know God, God's favor was upon him because God was going to draw him to himself. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. If God's hand was upon Naaman who didn't even know God and God gave him victory. And because of him, Syria got victory. How much more when you have God? How much more when you have the relationship with God? God is giving victory to Naaman. Even though Naaman doesn't know the living God. Whenever he's praying, he's like so sincere. And so God says, you're so sincere. I'm going to draw you to myself. The Bible says that even people who don't know God, when they are really sincere, they're seeking whatever. They're seeking, thinking that's God. God brings them to himself. God reveals himself to them. And so when Naaman was a man who found favor in the sight of God, there's something that God saw in Naaman. God's favor went upon Naaman. God placed someone as an agent of grace in Naaman's life. And this agent of grace was the Israeli girl that was there. She was a captive. She had no mommy, no daddy, no relative. She was in a strange land. She was with strangers. 
As a matter of fact, she was in the house of the very man who went and who captured her people. Now she is working in their house. So Naaman was this man who had this favor from God. God's favor was upon him and this favor was given by God because God was going to do something in his life. He didn't know God. The unknown God that he was praying to. God Almighty had his eyes on Naaman because Naaman was a sincere man. He had faith. God looks for people with faith. Jesus said this in the New Testament. And are all the lepers in the land of Israel, no one got healed. No one. No one got healed. Except for the foreigner. Who? The Syrian man. Who? Naaman. Who? The captain of the army of Syria. He got healed because God saw something that he did not see in the entire nation of Israel among the lepers there. God is looking for faith. Faith is active faith. That means faith will believe whatever it's being told. That God can heal. God will heal. God can do great and mighty things. God will do this for me. Whatever the man hears, the man believes because he knows this will happen. God is looking for people with faith. The Bible says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That means, before you can see the evidence, before you can see the substance, faith will already see it as if it's there. That's what faith is. So Naaman, before he got healed, Naaman believed and saw himself healed once he sees Elisha. That's what faith is. Many Christians don't have that. Many believers, so-called believers, don't have that. They say, I believe in God. I believe in miracles. I believe in Jesus. I believe what he can do. But, you know, when God looks at it, they really don't have the faith that they need to have in order to receive the healing. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. If you want God to do something for you, you must have faith. Let me take you to the scripture, what Jesus said, as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. I'll just give you the scripture in a in a minute. Just read a few verses below from what we read. Go to verse 2, 3, and 4, and I'm going to bring you right back to it. Luke chapter 4, verse 27. Have this before you, before we go back to the text that we just read from. Luke four twenty-seven. Jesus said this, And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. This is New International Version. New Living Translation. And many in Israel had leprosy in the time of the prophet Elisha. But the only one healed was Naaman 
Assyrian. Yeah. New King James Version. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elijah the prophet, and none of them were, was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. Jesus talked about Naaman in the New Testament. What happened many, many, many years ago in the book of Second Kings when Elijah was alive? Jesus talks about that. Jesus talks about the healing of Naaman. Why? Because Naaman had faith. The Israelite people, the lepers who were in Israel, they didn't have that faith. They didn't have that faith to be healed. They had Elisha right there. They had this prophet who had this gift of healing, who had the virtue of God in his body. So that they can all be healed. So Elisha had the healing virtue that could have healed all those lepers. Nobody needed to stay as a leper. All of them could have been healed. But only Naaman, the foreigner. Let me take you one more time to Luke 4. And let me read. Verse 23 onwards. I'm going to read from verse 23 onwards. Luke 4 from verse 23 onwards. He said to them, who? Jesus. You will surely say this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we've heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your own country. Then he said, surely I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. What is Jesus saying here? Even though Jesus had this power of God inside of him, this healing virtue and all of those who touched the hem of his garment were healed. Sometimes these people over here, the people who, who grew up with Jesus, who knew Jesus, what are you people saying? And what are you going to be saying? You really can heal? Heal yourself first. There are people like that. Even though they hear all these miracles, they say, Oh, but why is your son like that? Why is your daughter like that? They keep saying like that. What happens? They stay as lepers for the rest of their lives. That's what Jesus says over here. They have plenty of evidence right in front of them that Jesus can heal. They had plenty of evidence in front of them that Jesus can heal them. But what did they do? Instead of having faith in what Jesus can do, instead of receiving the healing that God had for them through Jesus, they said, physician, heal yourself. Whatever we heard you do there, do here also. It's not because they believed. It's sarcastic talk. God is not going to cater to any one's sarcasm. The healing virtue of the Lord Jesus Christ goes where faith is. I want you to write this down. Healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ comes in contact with faith. When faith is there, the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ will come in contact with that. When that contact takes place, miracles will happen. 
when a person has faith, faith that God is looking for, faith minus unbelief, faith without a speck of doubt, then what happens? Miracles will take place. So Jesus says here, you will surely say this proverb to you. Really, you're going to say this because you people, this is how you are. Faithless people. People who will not accept the agent of God. This is for Jesus. It happened to Jesus. Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we've heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Oh, we heard that miracle happen. We heard that miracle. You know, there's some people who say, oh, if Jesus healed all, if this is happening in the church, why don't all the hospitals go empty? Really? Who needs healing? God or you? You need healing. You must come to where God is. If you need healing, you must show your faith and come to where God is working. That's how it happens. Every place in the Bible, whoever needed healing, they had to come to where God is working. It doesn't happen the other way around. If you really have faith, you will come to the place where God is working. Then he said, assuredly I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. No prophet is accepted in his own country because they're so familiar. So they don't receive them. Even though they can be benefited by the anointing of God that's upon them. Even though they can be blessed, their families can be blessed, they can be healed, they can be delivered, they can prosper. What they do? Because of unbelief and pride, they sit and die with their sicknesses and with their poverty and whatever they have. Nothing is removed. Leprosy stays there. Lepers die as lepers. But I tell you the truth. Jesus said this here, verse 25. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah. When the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout all the land. But to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. God is comparing his people to foreigners. God says, look, all you people are here. You know all the miracles. You know all the stories. You know all the, all the things that God did. God did all these things in your lives. All these things God did in the lives of your forefathers. You know, all of these things. But when it comes to receiving your own healing, what do you say? Well, if it happens with somebody, let me see if it happens with someone else. Let me see if it happens here. I don't think it's going to happen for me because my case is different. What are you doing when you say that? You are blocking yourself from the great healer, the healing virtue of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is very merciful, just like God had Elisha in Israel during a particular period, and Elijah in Israel during a particular period. Even in our lifetime, God has prophets and God has anointed vessels of God that God places as agents of grace and healing so that the people can be healed and set free. When we don't make use of that, when we say that, well, I don't think it's going to happen for me. It can happen for someone else. Let it happen for them but when I see that maybe I don't think so and there are some people who come and sit to see who's getting healed is that person getting healed is that person getting healed you know in Carmel's testimony we heard how she was the first one ran she had faith we need to have faith that God will do this for me not to see well I'll see if it happens 
If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Let me tell you, it won't happen for you. You won't get healed. Anytime you think that if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work. It won't work out for you. You know why? Because you don't have faith. Oh, yeah, well, I have faith. No, you don't. No, you don't. When you believe that God can, then you will be there knowing that God will. That's what faith is. Jesus said this so beautifully. He says over here, many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. Nobody. Nothing wrong with Elisha. If you look at the story, if you read Second Kings, you will see that Naaman went to where Elisha was. None of the lepers went to where Elisha was because they didn't believe. They didn't go. They didn't make use of the prophet of God that God had for them. Where they say, well, it's not going to happen. And they stayed where they were. But this foreigner, when he heard this news through that little Israelite girl, he had faith in his heart. He said, I'm going, I'm going now. And he went. He went. You know, when he went to Elisha, his whole thing there was, he thought that Elisha will come a certain way and see him because he's the captain. Well, you can be a captain, you can be a president. When it comes to standing before a servant of God, God becomes first. If the Lord tells the servant of God, don't go see him, then he's not going to see, no matter who it is. And that's where the difference is. True servants of God will not be man-pleasers, they'll be God-pleasers. They won't care what anyone would think. They won't worry if you come or if you don't come, because God has told them to do something. They do care. But they will not compromise on what God has told them to do in order to have you fund their ministry or in order to have them take a picture with you. No, servants of God are way higher than any earthly official here because they work directly under God Almighty. They serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Naaman was a high-ranking official in Syria under an earthly ruler. But Elisha was a prophet who was under the heavenly king who owns the heavens and the earth. So what Naaman thought was wrong. He thought he was a big shot. He had faith, but he had to humble himself before he could get his healing. Satan tried to use his pride to make him not receive his healing. He had faith. He came all the way. He knew he'll get healed. He thought, I thought he'll come and he'll touch me and heal me. He knew that he'll get healed. Now he's telling me to go and dunk myself in this Jordan River. But you know what? Though the enemy tried to use pride, he quickly gave himself to humility. He was a wise man who knew how to listen. He listened to what his wife said. He listened to what the girl said through his wife. He listened to what the servant said and he humbled himself. It's very important. To be quick to listen. If you don't want to lose your blessing, then make sure you humble yourself and be quick to listen. Whatever God has for you, don't miss out by giving room to your enemy called pride. So, faith can be there, but if pride is there, 
you're not going to get the miracle. Faith can be there. If humility is not there, you're not going to get the miracle. You can be very humble, but if you don't have faith, you're not getting anything. Faith is something that God will look for. But when he sees somebody proud, God will stand far away. He'll say, wait, you can't even enter into my realm with pride. Because pride is a trait of Lucifer. But when God sees humility, God just draws near to those who are humble. The Bible says he gives grace to the humble. The more humble we are, the more the grace of God will be upon our lives. You look at Naaman here. He had faith. And he was quick to listen. He had humility to listen to the counsel that came to him. So you look at Naaman's life. And you look at the people of Israel. They were all right there. Right next to Elisha. You look at many widows there. Right next to Elijah. All of them were there. But. Elijah was sent by God to only that widow who had faith. The Bible says, God commanded the widow. He told Elijah, I've commanded the widow to provide for you. Why? Because God wanted to do a miracle in that widow's life because she had faith. And God knew that when he commands that woman, she will obey because she had faith. Same thing goes for Naaman. So Naaman, who was in the Old Testament. Let's go to Second Kings 5. He was a Syrian commander. He didn't know God Almighty, but you know what attracted God in his life? Faith. He had faith. If you have faith, God can do anything in your life. Even though he didn't know the living God, He had faith in God, that God can do something. And God said, I will reveal myself to you. I will reveal myself to you as the living God, as the God of heaven and earth. And he believed in that living God when the revelation came. God is speaking to our hearts today. If God can show such favor to someone who didn't even know God, but who believed in God. He didn't know the living God, but believed in God. God saw that faith and God gave him so much success and God eventually drew him to himself. How much more? You. Knowing God. If you use that knowledge that God has given to truly believe in God Almighty and believe in every word that he has spoken, Heaven and earth may fade. But his words, a dot, a comma, an apostrophe, God says will not fall away. That's how powerful God's word is. God is speaking to hearts today. How much do you believe? God compares his people with the foreigners. That means people who don't know the real God, who didn't have that experience, whose forefathers didn't see the miracles. But the Israelites had a rich heritage. Their forefathers saw miracles. They have a lot of stories. Uh, They've heard about how God 
delivered them and all the miracles that God has done for them. Yet, none of the lepers went to Elisha. None of them. But Naaman was far away. Far away he was when he heard this news from this captive girl that there is this prophet there and he heals people. If you go there, you too can get healed. He didn't doubt it for a second. He said, I'm going to go. I'm going to get healed. And guess how he went? He went with lots of gifts. He had lots of clothing and he had lots of gifts with him. Why? Because he expected to return, not as a leper, but as a healed man. This is why Naaman got healed. This is why God was with him. His success came from the Almighty God because he had faith in God. God is speaking to us something very important, something deep for us to understand. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That means whatever you don't see, whatever you don't see. But what you want to happen, you actually see. That's what faith is. Whatever you hope for that you don't see, but you hope for that and you believe that God can do it and you see it happen, that's what faith is. How many times have you truly believed in God? How many times have you truly consistently believed in God? If you look at Naaman, faith was there constant. Faith in God was there. It did not go down at all. If you look at Naaman's graph, his faith in what God can do was at a constant rate. He believed. With faith, he got up. With faith, he went to the king. And with faith, he got the letter. With faith, he went to Elisha. With faith, he went to the Jordan River. With faith, he immersed himself. And with faith, he saw the miracle happen in his life. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Where is your faith? Don't be like the Israelites who are right next to Elisha. But didn't fully believe. Didn't fully believe for their own miracles. Didn't make the effort of going to Elisha. Didn't make the effort of receiving their healings that God had placed for them in Elisha. They all would have been healed. The Bible says all who came and touched the hem of the garment of Jesus, all of them got healed. Not only the woman with the issue of blood. She made that effort. That is documented because her condition was so difficult. And yet she made her way there to where Jesus was and got healed. That's why her story is written down. But then you see a one sentence verse. All those who touched the hem of the garment of Jesus, all of them got healed. All of them. That means they're just... With faith, they come and say, if I can only touch the hem of, like, just, just like that lady with the issue of blood. If I can only touch the hem of the garment of Jesus, if I can only touch the hem of the garment, because in their minds, they know once I touch it, it's done. It's done. They came with their faith. The centurion came. If he would only say a word, that's his faith. Whatever they believed God for, God 
accomplished it for them because faith has to make contact with the power of god when faith makes contact with the power of god then miracles will take place that faith shouldn't have any form of doubt faith shouldn't have any form of unbelief when that real faith is there the actions will show that i really believe that god will heal me and what will happen i'll go there and so naaman was he immersed himself the first time and he believed that he would get healed so when he got up and he was still a leper he still went down again he immersed himself the second time when he came up as a leper he didn't give up he immersed himself the third time he wasn't psyching himself up he, because he knew that when i'm done with the seventh time i'll be healed because god said that how many of us believe that that god's word is still true that upon his body he bore all our sicknesses that upon his body he bore all our sins and by his stripes we are healed how many of you believe that how many of you believe that that he came to set the captives free that he came to heal the broken hearted he came jesus came to accomplish what you can't accomplish in the natural realm yet we sit week after week after he is accomplished not making use of what he has accomplished and cry over failures and cry over whatever is going on we need to have that faith as the lord spoke to us on easter our third day will come that means we have to keep looking for our third day we have to believe that this will happen that's it this will happen this will happen god's time will come it will happen For name in it was seven times. Whatever time that God has for you, it's important for you to believe with all your heart. Because His Word says, "By His stripes you were healed." Period. The Word says, God's Word says, "It is done." If it's done, it is done. And if God's Word says that, you seek God with all your heart, you will find Him. and that's what it is you seek god with all your heart and you will find him when god's word says seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you then that's what it is you seek god in his kingdom first you know a lot of times people what that first is my first is god's first no seeking god's kingdom and his righteousness first is you seek him the way he wants you to seek what is his priorities what are his priorities how does he want you to seek him you need to know that not your own thing okay if morning i got up i read the bible then i prayed and now i'm going to do my own thing god bless my plans that's not seeking god in his kingdom first in all that you do god has to be first in everything his order how does god want me to live that's what seeking first his kingdom is and for such people everything will follow you don't have to go after that everything will follow after you because his word will never return void if god said he will do something then he will do what he said his word will never return void his word is true so when you look at naaman's life naaman the commander of syrian army he was under the king 
was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master because by him God had given victory to Syria. God can exalt you where God has placed you. God can give you favor in the eyes of whomever God has. God can give you the promotion that you need. God can give you the job that you need. God can give you whatever you need. Provided you have favor in his eyes. Provided you have the faith that God is looking for. You have the integrity God is looking for. You have what God is looking for in you. So that's what we need to focus on. Be true to God in everything. Have that faith. See, only when you have faith, you will be true to God. See, if you have faith that God is watching you all the time, if you have faith that God is so real, that his word is so real, you will not play games. If you believe that God is so real, then your life is going to reflect. You will have the fear of God. If you believe that his word is true, 100%, then you are not going to neglect his word. If you believe that his word is everything, then you are going to have his word as your everything. You're not going to panic. You're not going to worry. It all boils down to faith. When God looks at you, and Jesus said, will he find faith? The faith that God is looking for. May the Holy Spirit stir up the faith that he has placed inside of you to a whole new level. Don't be someone who just talks faith. There are a lot of people who talk faith. There's nothing inside. It's like an empty shelf with nothing inside. You want to have substance on inside. Naaman had substance. How do you know he had substance? He got up and he left to where healing was. When he heard that, Elisha the prophet has the power to heal. He went He went straight to where Elisha was. Even when the king of Israel, how sad is that? The king of Israel thought that Naaman came to him for healing. Uh, Think about that. Imagine how the king of Israel was full of himself. He thought he had everything and everybody was coming to him for everything. He even didn't remember that Elisha was right there until Elisha sent someone to let him know. Send him here. Let that man know that there's a prophet in Israel. Sad. Very sad. The king was all about himself. Got all upset and ripped his clothes and made a big scene saying, that am I God? What God has is man there. Has poured his power into that vessel. That's a representation of God there. Elisha didn't say, well, send the man to me. Let him know that there's a God in Israel. He said, no, let him know that there's a prophet in Israel. Just like the sword of Gideon and the sword of the Lord is one and the same. The prophet of the Lord has the Lord upon him. That's what makes him that prophet. He bears the anointing of God. He said, let him know that there's a prophet in Israel. Send him to me. It's very unfortunate when people lose sight of what God has given where they think that, well, you sent the man to me. I can't heal. Only God can heal. Imagine if he would have just said that and sent that poor man away who traveled all the way to see Elisha, not you, king. He came to see Elisha. Look how Satan twisted everything, made it all about the king. And you have God in the picture too. I'm not God. 
Nobody asked you to heal. You are not God. We all know that. Who was there to heal? How did he become so blind? When the man of God was right there, he couldn't open his mouth and tell Naaman that the prophet is here. I'll send you to the prophet. He should have been so excited to say, I have a prophet. We have prophet, God's prophet here in Israel. He can heal. I'll send him to you right away. No, unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Even the king. So Jesus says this. A prophet has no honor in his own place, in his own hometown. Because why? They don't believe. That reverence and that regard for that prophet of God was not there. Because of that, even the king of Israel didn't receive the blessing that he should have received. The prophet had to send a messenger to say, send him to me, send him to me. You know why that happened? Not because of the king, because of Naaman's faith. God moved Elisha to tell the king, send him to me. God saw Naaman's faith and said, I'm not going to let this man go back home without getting his healing. If you have faith, God will do anything for you. If you have genuine faith, God will do anything for you. Like God did so much for Naaman. God moved the girl. God moved the prophet. God moved everything in his favor for him to get the healing. If you have faith to get healed, God has the power to heal you. God has the will to heal you. God has the power to fix your problems. If you have faith and you bring your faith to God and you be where healing is taking place, God will visit you. God will heal you. God will fix your problems. Don't cry from where you are. I have problem. I have problem. There are a lot of people who cry over their problems, but don't do anything about the problem. Naaman was not like that. He wasn't sitting and saying, I have leprosy. Everybody see, I have leprosy. I have leprosy. All of you see, I have leprosy. No. No. He knew where he needed to go to get his healing from leprosy. Once he got the information, he made sure he'll make his way there. He will be there to get his healing. And God made sure that he'll come there to heal him. God made sure he will send his prophet. God made sure. Even though the enemy brought the hindrances, God made sure that he receives his healing. You see how the enemy tried so hard to block Naaman to, from receiving his healing? He worked through the king and then he worked through Naaman himself. That's what the Lord spoke to us this morning during our morning call, prophecy. Opposition from without and opposition from within. Satan will work through people from outside to block us from receiving what God has. Then he will work from within. It could be people from within or it could be through your own mind Through you, Satan can stop you from receiving what God has for you by your own pride, by you giving into pride, by you giving into the works of the flesh. Satan can block you from receiving what God has for you. And amen. Though the enemy tried through whatever came from outside, from without, and through whatever he tried from within, now Naaman was not a believer. Believers shouldn't act like Naaman. Naaman was not a believer. 
with all that information he knew and with all the information he didn't know, he acted better than a believer. We as God's people should act better than Naaman because we have knowledge that comes from the word of God. We know so much about Jesus. We know so much about the power of God. We know so much about reverencing God. We know so much about faith. We know so much about miracles. We know so much about what God can do. Never give in to the enemy from without and never give in to the enemy from within. If you want to see God do great mighty things in your life, you have to be like Naaman. God will give you his favor. And he'll make you honorable in this world, in the eyes of your master. First God Almighty, and then the people in this world. Before the eyes of the people in this world. God will place you, his people, the Bible says, in places of honor. In seats of honor. Those who have faith and those who are faithful. Humility goes along with faith, understand. The moment pride comes in, fall is eminent. It's just there. When pride comes in, fall comes along with pride. If you give room to pride, fall is right there. Understand. Pride is your enemy. Pride brings foolishness along with it. Because if that wisdom is there, then there's no room for pride. Because you know pride is your enemy. If the wisdom of God is there, then humility will be there. But when foolishness comes in, that's when pride come in with foolishness. So you have to be very careful with the enemy that comes from without, which tries to block your blessing. You can have faith, but if you don't have humility, if you give room to whatever voice that comes from outside saying, this is not going to happen, this is not your day, maybe another day, you know how many times, when God will have miracles for them that Sunday, when the enemy will say, it's not next week, we will go. And they'll say, oh, next week, I'll go. That's it. What happens? What God had for them for that week is gone. Because you despised the work of God that God was doing on that day. May God speak to your hearts at this hour. Understand the time. Understand the place. Understand the way in which God works. And be diligent. Faith will manifest itself in action. Faith will not be lazy. Faith will be diligent. Faith will push through. God will be where faith is. God looks for people who have faith. And according to your faith, you will be given whatever you're looking for. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. We're going to go into prayer. I want you to remember this one thing. God, who blessed Naaman, made him honorable in the eyes of an earthly king. Not only blessed him physically, but blessed him also spiritually. Not only blessed him materially in an earthly realm, placed him in a seat of honor, but also blessed him in his body, where he gave him the healing, is all because of faith. They're all interconnected. Because of Naaman's faith, God blessed him and exalted him where he was. Because of Naaman's faith, God blessed him and healed him of his disease. 
because of Naaman's faith, God blessed him and revealed himself and he became a worshiper of the living God after that. Spirit, soul, body, and economically, positionally, so, you know, in status-wise, in every other way, God blessed Naaman. Why? Because he had faith. He had the faith to receive his healing. He had the humility to receive his healing. One thing can block you from everything that God can do in your life. It's pride. One thing can block you from God doing whatever God wants to do in your life. It's unbelief. Unbelief and pride are two big enemies of a believer. Because a believer cannot be a believer if he's an unbelieving person. May God help us to understand that faith is our foundation. Faith in our living God is our foundation. But that faith has to be without pride. If pride is there, that faith even won't be there. Because faith comes from God. God gives grace to the humble. We need God's grace to have his faith. When pride is there, even what little we have will be taken away from us. Because God resists the proud. He said, you can't have the faith. You can't have my faith and be proud. And so what you have will be taken away from you. But if you humble yourself, God will shower his grace upon you. If you believe God with all that God has put in front of you, God will cause you to ride on high places. It's a promise that God is giving for his people. Exaltation does not come from the east or from the west. It's God who lifts one up and puts another down. When we have our eyes upon him and believe God for who he is and what God can do for us and have that humility to believe in what God has said and simply obey. God will do the impossible in your life. God will place you in places of honor. God will glorify his great name in and through your life. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. True love has no pride. Love will not be boastful, will not have pride. Faith that can move mountains must be void of pride. Without it, that faith won't be working because grace will not be given. What is there will be taken away. Naaman almost lost what God had for him. But he quickly humbled himself and received that grace for the faith to work. He was someone who didn't know God. He didn't know about the man of God. He didn't know how God operated. He had no knowledge of the things of God. We as God's people know better. To whom much is given, much will be required. If you want God to do great and mighty things in your lives, believe God 
and believe his word. Humble yourself and be where God is working. Don't give excuses as to why you can't be there because you're the one who will lose what God has for you. Many lepers were there in Israel. None of them got healed. All died as lepers. These were all Israeli lepers who all had the covenant that Abraham made with God. They were all under the old covenant. And they had the prophet right there to heal. They didn't have to live the way they lived. They didn't have to die the way they died. Yet, they made their choice to not make use of the prophet of God that God had in their midst. To not make use of the grace that was provided for them. They lived as lepers and died as lepers. Whereas Naaman, who didn't know much about God, but with what he knew, he had that faith. He had the humility to listen to his wife, listen to that girl who was a slave. Listen to his servants who were beneath him. And therefore, a man of faith and a man of humility received the healing that God had for him. The devil couldn't rob what God had for him. Not only was his body healed, but his soul was healed. Thank you, Jesus. We as God's people know a lot more. We can compare ourselves with Naaman and make excuses for our pride and for our sinful behavior. God points out Naaman's faith. You look at that. You say, I need to have that. If a heathen can have that, I need to have that. Don't give excuses for your lack of faith. If a heathen can trust God, you should be able to trust God. If he can humble himself, you should be able to humble yourself. Jesus, take some time in the presence of God and give yourselves over to God Almighty. Say, Lord, I believe all things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. If God is working in one place, I'll be there. I'll show up to the meetings. I'll show up to the church services. I'll be there when God is working. I don't want to be like the lepers who had the Lord working and the prophet was right there. But didn't get anything because they chose not to be there. Because they had no faith. Even though they were Israeli lepers. Oh, Father, may this word sink deeply into the spirits of your people, Father. That every blessing that you have for them may become theirs, that they may not fall short, Father. In any way, of anything that you have for them, if you can take Naaman to the top because you're with him, how much more you want to take your people to the top, Father? That their confinement can be turned into a platform of elevation as you did for Naaman. He became a believer of the living God. From being a heathen to becoming 
a believer of the living God. His confinement became a platform for his elevation. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. May your people understand the depth of this word that you have released upon their lives, O Lord, this day. That they may take their problems to the problem solver, not sit with the problems and cry over it. But have the faith to go where God is working. His name and can travel all the way to where Elisha was. How diligent we, your people, should be to be where God is working. To receive what you have for us, O God. Let no one be like the Israeli lepers who missed out on everything while they had Elisha right there with them. May people understand what you have given to them, Father, here at this house of God where you place them. That they may receive the blessings that you have for them, O Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for all the miracles that you've done thus far. To all those who are here, every single person who's received multiple, multiple miracles. And all those who traveled from far, who came here, they've all received multiple miracles. We can't deny what you've done here, Lord, in our midst. I pray. May each one be like that little girl to tell them, there's the prophet in Israel. Go there, you can get healed. Not be like the king saying that I'm not God. You pray to God, you pray to God. And let people die in their sicknesses and sins. Oh Lord, may the burden of the Lord grip your people all the more. As each one go and evangelize and bring people to where God is working. That the broken may be made whole. That those who are lost may be found. That the kingdom of God may advance, O Lord, that the kingdom of darkness may be put down in the lives of multitudes of Father. That may we take over the gates of hell. For you're with us, O God. As a church, may we understand the great asset that you have given to us in Christ Jesus. As a church, may we understand what you have placed in front of us. Oh, Lord, we may not just hold on to our healings and be content, but tell the whole world what you're doing here. That there is a prophet in Israel. That our God is in our midst and he's working. That what he has done for us, he will do for you too. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. What you did for Naaman, you will do for those who don't know Jesus. Hallelujah. There are many, many people like Naaman that are out there. That the grace of God is upon their lives. That God is keeping them because he's seen faith. They just need to be told. They just need to be told that there's a prophet in Israel. They just need to be told. They just need to be told. Many people who have faith, they just don't know. I pray that you use our people here, Lord, as each one are going forward 
to letting others know. May we do it with much prayer and with much faith. And I pray that you'll bring to them all the namens that are out there, people of faith, who will come, Father, and who will have an encounter with the living God, thereby their lives may come in contact with heaven, they may become children of the light. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to our hearts this night. I pray for all those who are here tonight, whatever their need may be, oh, Father, whatever their longing is, oh, God, Whatever desires they may have, according to your perfect will, my Father, I ask you that you will visit them and meet their needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, I see shallowness. You are showing me shallowness at this time. There are many who are shallow in their walk with the living God. Father, I pray, move them from the shallow walk to a deeper walk. Oh, Father, shallow faith. Shallow faith and hollow faith is what God has shown me, many. With shallow faith, hollow faith, there's a shell with hollowness on the inside. Shallow faith, there's no depth to the faith, no substance. God wants to raise you up. He wants to raise you out of the shallowness. He wants to pull you out of that hollowness. Hallelujah. God wants to do a substantial work in your life this night. Give yourselves over to the living God. Don't be like the Israeli lepers who are sitting there right next to Elisha. Missing out on everything. Hallelujah. Give yourselves over to the living God at this hour. Tell the Lord, let thy will be done, O God. I want every form of leprosy to depart from my life. Oh God, open him up and stay wherever you are. Take away all the shallowness out of my life. Oh Lord, tell the Lord, tell the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, take away all the hollowness. I need to have that substance. I need to have the faith that Naaman had. If a heathen can have that, how much more? The children of the living God who know the word, who've seen his works. Hallelujah. Need to have the reverence that they need to have for God Almighty. Hallelujah. 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 And faith. Hallelujah. Faith that God is looking for. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Father, I pray that you'll touch your people. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Add depth to their walk, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Add depth to their walk, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Do a deeper work in every work of the enemy in the name of Jesus. I bring it down in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, Jesus, lead them deeper, 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 oh, Father, deeper into the river of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Cut down every pride in Jesus' name. I cut down every pride in Jesus' name. I cut down every spirit of pride in Jesus' name that is keeping your people from becoming what you want them to become, oh, Lord. 
Jesus name, every spirit of pride be brought down in Jesus name. Thank you, Father. That they may obey the voice of the Holy Spirit and inherit everything to have for them. I thank you for doing this. As your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, bless your people with this blessing that you alone can bless them with, that they may be people of great humility and great faith, and thereby experience great miracles that you have for them, and receive great honor from God, and great honor from them, and great honor from men. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.